Welcome to the J Crypto Audio Experience. First off, thanks for coming. Second off, I want to congratulate you for investing in the education of blockchain, cryptocurrency, NFTs, decentralized finance, all those terms that when you first hear you go, what the hell does that mean? Blockchain is a technology shift, guys. Once in a lifetime opportunity. This is Malibu beachfront property, $1,000 per the acre. Now, to take advantage of it properly, you got to invest in that education. And that's what you're here for. That's what I'm here for. So let's learn together. What's up, guys? Jay Crypto here once again. Thanks for coming onto the podcast or onto the YouTube channel. Currently, we're sitting at 157 subscribers, guys. My goal is to get to 1,000 by July. Please hit the like and subscribe button if you're on the YouTube. Um, if you're on the podcast, sit back, relax. Same thing with the YouTube uh, audience as well, guys. Thanks so much. Today, I wanted to brief you on some of the latest and most cutting-edge news in cryptocurrency we're going to be talking about. You know, Bitcoin, we're going to be talking about you know, crypto adoption. We're going to be talking a little bit about CBDCs. We're going to be talking a little bit about... Uh, um, Mark, Marky Mark Cuban, right? And uh, some interesting stuff. But to kick it off, I wanted to just show you this really interesting piece from Michael Saylor. So this is an interview, and this just happened on the 14th with CoinDesk. And Michael Saylor, he's so smart, man, but he answers this question incredibly well. So I just want to play it to kick off this content choices they might have would you say buying these notes or even buying microstrategy stock is an expensive way to gain bitcoin exposure so the reason why she's asking this in my opinion is because microstrategy is being looked at as a um way to have a position in bitcoin micro 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 strategy has made it very clear and if you don't know what MicroStrategy is, MicroStrategy was one of the first huge institutional companies to start buying up Bitcoin. And this was happening in the course of over the last year or so. I believe that they've made already over a billion dollars in terms of appreciation at current prices for their Bitcoin purchases. So yeah, it worked out really well for them. Um, she's asking this question as kind of like, hey, instead of buying Bitcoin and getting the real deal, do you think it's a cheaper option to, or I mean, do you think it's a more expensive option for people to just buy the stock of MicroStrategy? Why not just buy Bitcoin? And he's about to respond. This is the GOAT, by the way. This guy is the GOAT when it comes to Bitcoin. He just knows what he's talking about. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say that if you have the charter and the ability to buy Bitcoin, you could buy naked Bitcoin and you get the all the volatility of Bitcoin. If you have uh, an investment fund and your charter is to invest in publicly traded equities, you can't buy Bitcoin, nor can you buy convertible debt, nor can you buy debt. And so if you were to buy MicroStrategy, you would be buying a company that's a blend of an operating software company <clears throat> with a leveraged Bitcoin position. That would be different than buying an ETF because an ETF wouldn't have an operating business to sweep cash flows into Bitcoin and it wouldn't be a leveraged Bitcoin position and you couldn't do the sort of things we've done like okay. like issue debt for 0% coupon. I mean, you can't do that with an ETF. If you have okay. a convert 
fund, you could buy convertible bonds, but you couldn't buy equity and you can't buy Bitcoin and you can't buy senior debt. And if you have a, a, a corporate debt fund, you can't buy converts, you can't buy equity and you can't buy Bitcoin. So the world consists of different investors. They have different charters. They have different limited partners. There are certain things they can do. If you want Bitcoin exposure, you might choose any of those as a rational decision. It depends upon your, your strategy and your charter. Yeah. Slays it. All right, guys, moving on. Let's look at the market. So right now, Bitcoin's sitting at about $36,000. We have a very... Uh, God, these prices are great, huh? So much is on discount. I mean, just a few weeks ago, Ethereum was $4,000. Right now, you can buy a full Ethereum for only $2,231. Um, Binance coin at $337. Cardano still sitting at $1.40. And uh, I'm gonna skip the memes. We got XRP at 79 cents. Um, Polkadot at 21, $21. I thought Polkadot was gonna be a lot more because they had the Coinbase exchange listing announcement. But they also had the um, uh, KSM Kusama, which is their test kind of crypto, if you will. It's like a, a more fast, less secure version of Polkadot that was made in separate to Polkadot. And what's cool about it is you can buy the Kusama token. It's called KSM. It's like in the 40s in terms of market cap for all cryptos. But uh, usually the projects that get onto Polkadot will have already gone onto KSM. KSM just did their parachain launches. So basically, all you, if you're new to crypto, what that means is you have this test Polkadot's a huge huge crypto it's it's the ninth biggest cryptocurrency and you got to think of it as it's a platform to build applications that can go on different blockchains if you will which is a huge market space so KSM is kind of like a uh, like a more uh, like the first step right Polkadot's the second step you get onto Polkadot after you've tested all your tech on the KSM so you can actually invest in projects on KSM and they're auctioning off Paris parachains, which give the way that I like to think about it is it gives the project far more tools to use on the blockchain for the KSM. And it's going to be super valuable for them to do that. Whether they decide to stay on KSM or migrate over to Polkadot, it doesn't really matter because if they can get that slot and learn how to function on a parachain and build some stuff. It's incredibly valuable, guys, for many different reasons. That being said, that's a cheap, that's a cheap polka dot token. Uniswap at twenty bucks, Solana at thirty-six dollars. I mean, just a lot of stuffs on sale. Chainlink being at twenty-one dollars just amazes me. Um, let's move on. If you live in the U.S., you might find this interesting. Do you know what states have have the highest demand growth for crypto? Believe it or not, it's Hawaii. Hawaii had the largest increase in demand for crypto out of the United States this year. Um, around 6% of the US population now use their own crypto, which is pretty insane, guys. And the trend is growing. According to the data gathered from Google Trends, so this is just from Google Trends, so take it with a grain of salt, but from Google Trends, comparing the average interest from 2020 to 2021, MIQ Digital Reporting, that Hawaii, shout out to all my Hawaiians, my Hawaiian people. 
I love your uh, I love your state. It's a beautiful place. Um, if you're from Hawaii, please drop a subscribe or a like or chime in. Let let us know what it's like over there. Let us know what the crypto environment is like in Hawaii currently. Um, I love myself some Giovanni's, some Giovanni's stir fried shrimp. I mean, that place is just unbelievable. If you ever go to Hawaii, you gotta check out Giovanni's, man. That place is so good. It's like a, it's like a truck. It's a food truck, and you can get, you can get like a, uh, what's it called? It's like spaghetti and, and like shrimp. It's it's garlic, garlic shrimp or scampi, shrimp scampi. It's beautiful. It's so good. Um, that being said, the second state to have a lot of demand recently is actually California. So, and they're pretty darn close. So this report said that Hawaii had seen a more than 687% increase in demand for cryptocurrency over that in 2020, even more than runner-up state California, 655. And I believe that there's way more people, there's probably like three or four times the people in California, or even more than that, I'm not, I'm not sure, than there is in Hawaii, but um, that's pretty insane. So let's just check check this one out. So this article is about Mark Cuban and Iron Finance. So I covered Iron Finance actually the other 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 maybe a week because I had an admin. I'm covering a project a lot. It's called Bearn.fi, and they're trying to create this collateralized stablecoin. Um, they're trying to create they they're taking their algorithmic stablecoin and making it partially collateralized. So I was like, what the heck does that mean? I'm going to try to find other projects that have done this. And the admin was like, well, no one's really doing what we're aiming to do yet. But a few examples are Iron Finance. And then I think the other one may have been like Frax, F-R-A-X. But I did a whole video on it so you can check it out or a podcast. So I know Iron. I know what was going on here. And uh, yeah, this was like, this was amazingly um, terrible in a lot of different ways. So I've heard a few YouTubers speak to this. It seems as though the narrative is saying, oh, it may have been a rug pull. It may not have been a rug pull. The way that I look at it after my research is this article, by the way, it's it's, it's headline is Mark Cuban calls for stablecoin regulation in wake of iron finance bank run. So a bank run. But, you know, the way that I see it, it, it was kind of like, a little bit of a bank run I mean it was very interesting what happened but I don't think someone hacked the system I don't think there was necessarily a rug pull from the developers or the team of iron if you're a team member of iron or if you're you're a uh, community member of iron or you got hit by this obviously I'm sorry that that happened to you but the um, the token I think what was it Titan I believe I think it was Titan token. Yeah, so this token Titan went like from a dollar to like $60 and all the way back down to like 0.0003% or something like that. And um, basically guys, I don't think that this was a rug pull. I don't think that this was a hack or a scam. I think this was like a natural cause. When you're dealing with DeFi, you just sometimes have these things happen. So Mark is saying, oh, maybe there should be regulation for DeFi, which makes no sense to me at all. Sorry, Mark. I know that you're a smart guy. Maybe you're watching this, but 
makes zero sense to me because regulated finance is uh you know i mean decentralized finance i feel like should be deregulated but that's just maybe a dream and a wish i also feel like we're too early because iron and you say this yourself buddy you say i think he says this somewhere oh yeah he says it right here so this is mark's quote he said even though i got rugged on this it's really on me for being lazy the thing about d5 plays like this is that it's all about revenue and math and I was too lazy to do the math to determine what the key metrics were Cuban said so I don't know what he what he means by regulating DeFi maybe he means something less you know very harmless but it sounds kind of weird to me because number one if DeFi was to be regulated it shouldn't happen right now i mean you gotta let people make projects break things and we're in like the revolution of technology right now this is literally the industrial revolution part four and it's happening on the blockchain you're having innovations that are innovating on top of innovations only because of this decentralization Entrepreneurs are taking advantage of this. Developers are taking advantage. Entrepreneurs and developers are teaming up to take advantage of this opportunity. So to regulate this industry, I guess makes sense. But at the same time, everyone that does DeFi should know the risks. It's very risky. It's one of the most riskiest things that you can do. It's way more risky than putting your money into a lot of different places that you can put your money. Decentralized finance is just in its infancy, guys. If you think going into DeFi isn't risky, I think you're crazy. But <laughs> but hey, I'm just an entertainer. And look, I'm I'm not gonna shoot the duck here. I'm I'm a I'm a risky guy myself. I am a risky degenerate. That's why I love DeFi. But to regulate something in its infancy is like to try to make it safer. And I feel like the only reason why you can you know, make such incredible gains from DeFi is because there's it's not very safe right now. And that's how we've been able to innovate on top of innovations so quickly. Things are getting broken apart and remade every single day. And there are scams and rug pulls that you need to watch out for and do your own research about. So I like that he had a little bit of accountability. I don't like that this is the first time he got rugged maybe and he's already saying, oh, we should regulate this stuff. This is his direct quote about regulation. There should be regulation to define what a stable coin is and what collateralization is acceptable. All right, that's a little different actually. Now that I reread that, maybe he has a fair point. Should we require $1 in US currency for every dollar? or define acceptable collateralization options like U.S. Treasuries. But I still think it's a little bit sketchy to do that. Anyways, let's move on. Um, this was a tweet. Okay, so this is interesting news for worldwide crypto adoption. And obviously, you know, for governments as well, if you're in part of different parts of the world, China. So. Over 3,000 ATMs in Beijing can now convert digital yuan into cash. That's insane. China is way ahead right now in terms of the digital currency. The digital yuan, a CBDC, Centralized Bank Digital Currency, that's what CBDC stands for if you're new to crypto. A CBDC controlled by the People's Bank of China, so the government, 
is now available for deposit and withdrawals at over 3,000 ATMs across Beijing. State-run, um, I do not know how to pronounce this guy's name, or many of the names in the article, so I'm not going to. News agency reported Friday. I think it's probably Zhao. If you're from China, if you speak Chinese, comment maybe how to pronounce some of this stuff. Um, help us out a little bit, but I just uh, just don't know how to pronounce that. And uh, so, guys, very short article. I don't want to talk too much about this. The reason why I think this is big is because now, if you can onboard from a digital currency like the yuan all right to DeFi. That's insanely big. That's very vast. That creates incredible opportunities. China's taking advantage of this technology very quickly. I think the U.S. needs to do the same. And I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a capitalist at heart, 100%. I have heard some contemporary capitalists say that if we go digital, everything's going to be tracked. It's going to be, you know, it's going to ever. They're going to know everything that we do. But once you go onto the blockchain. I mean, first of all, I don't really care if my stuff is tracked because I'm not doing anything illegal. That's not the purpose of crypto for me. But at the same time, with blockchain, there is a ton of different things in the work to basically hide a lot of what you do, what you buy, what you use. It's not like just because they have a digital currency that can interact with other applications or things like Bitcoin. All of a sudden, boom! Now they know everything about you. I don't think that's true at all. Secondly, the only thing that this really will do is take out the need for stablecoins, unless they're a different version of a stablecoin.、Um, especially if the U.S. dollar has a digital U.S. dollar. That's my thoughts on that, guys. Banking giant BBVA debuts Bitcoin trading and custody for Swiss clients, according to a release issued on Friday. BBVA Switzerland will begin Bitcoin trading for all private banking clients interested in crypto assets. This is huge news for anybody in Switzerland or that has maybe some money over in Switzerland for tax evasion <laughs> or. Maybe for legal tax evasion, guys. I guess if that's that's like a bad way to put it. I mean, I might get hammered in the comments.、Um, sometimes it's smart to put your money overseas in a legal manner. I'm not suggesting you do anything illegal, but I do think that this is huge news. Swiss has been consistently ahead of the curve in crypto.、I'd、love to see it. Another place that's ahead of the curve in crypto is Miami. I love you, Miami. I love you. I love you. I've only been to Miami like a few times. I really need to go there a lot more. I think it's going to be the hub of technology. I think it's going to be the next Silicon Valley. Things are happening in Miami, and so many people aren't aware. Miami is about to go insanely crazy. So Miami mayor offers cities clean nuclear power to Chinese Bitcoin miners. Mayor Francis Suarez wants to make Miami. A Bitcoin mining hub by offering the city's cheap, clean nuclear energy supply. Nuclear energy supply, clean nuclear energy supply. So, with Bitcoin mining concentration expanding in North America, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez is looking to position his city 
as a hub of sorts for crypto mining activity, which I think is incredibly smart. According to Suarez, Miami's ample nuclear electricity supply should attract Bitcoin miners looking to adopt clean energy sources for their operations, especially amid the current spotlight on the supposed carbon footprint footprint in crypto mining and not to mention it with anti-crypto mining sentiments seemingly prevalent among authorities in Beijing and other parts of China friendlier climates for crypto like Miami may prove attractive to miners leaving China indeed some miners are already considering plans to leave their country with a spokesperson for BTC Dot top telling coin, coin telegraph yes we want to go overseas guys number one huge spotlight on bitcoin to be more green number two china's crackdown on bitcoin mining in general number three miami's openness to bitcoin mining and they already have the resources they already have ample nuclear electricity supply that would Number one, give these big, imagine if Chinese companies, these Bitcoin mining companies and miners came to America. Imagine if we could get business from China to come to America. That would be insane. Now, I'm an American, so I'm super biased (laughs) on this issue. (laughs) Sorry if you're not from America, guys. I still love you. I love you if you're from China. I love you if you're from any country in the world. But you gotta understand, guys, like, America's just been a little bit slow on this stuff, and it, it worries, it worries me. As somebody that's, you know, loves my country, and I also just think that I, I, I live here, so I kind of want them to not fall, you know, too behind other world places, but I know that there's a lot of other countries that are, you know, like El Salvador, for example, that are doing stuff way ahead of the curve and i'm not saying america will accept bitcoin as legal tender however this is definitely a step in the right direction miami is leading the way for us if you're not from america if you are from china just know that miami is a place that you can go mine some crypto and we have a ton of uh green energy sources that maybe you know we'll see a lot of incentivizes to to do so if you have a mining company maybe something to consider come over to the u.s come on over guys all right, let's move on. Russian oligarch Dara Pas or how do I pronounce it? Dari Paska. This guy's like a billionaire. And the people of Russia, from my understanding, if you're from Russia, Privyet, Kaktala, how you doing? Um, let me know what you think of this guy because I've heard that people love this guy. The people love this guy. Dara Paska blasts, blasts Bank of Russia for ignoring Bitcoin. Russia needs to move to Bitcoin to provide a real financial instrument, enabling independence in foreign trade settlements, Deripaska argued. Now, really let me know, because I am curious um, what you guys think of this guy. I've heard that people love him. He even says, this is kind of funny, but also, you know, I love El Salvador. Shout out to El Salvador, just because they they weren't even on my map really until I heard the president's speech about Bitcoin and how he wants to create more economic quality and t- kind of break away from, you know, the U.S. currency, having it be like the reserve currency for them. And 
I just really liked him after the, hearing his speech. But this is what the oligarch says. Even poor El Salvador, known for being close to oft-mentioned Honduras, has realized the need for digital currencies and taken a simple path, recognizing Bitcoin as a means of payment. Interesting. Very interesting, guys. All right. Well, and last but not least, I want to put something on your radar. Nifty news. So NFT news. Hot Wheels NBA game tickets. NFTs and crypto.com invest in eBay for NFTs. So eBay meaning like the next eBay for NFTs. That's what this article is saying. And crypto.com capital has made a strategic investment into a multi-chain NFT marketplace aiming to be the eBay for NFTs. And the name of this is called Who Do We H-O-D-O-O-I is how you spell it. Who Do We Com. So keep an eye out for that. It's not out yet, but the platform is a new startup from the Travala founder, who I just covered in, in a video I did about D-Travel. And I did in previously another one about D-Climate. So D-Travel is, is kind of like this, you know, decentralized version of Airbnb. And that's really part of Travala. And the founder of Travala, I think it's how you say it, Travala, which uh, has a lot of, it's like a booking.com Travala, but like a lot of the bookings are done in crypto. I think 70% of the users use crypto to book their Travala experiences. And the founder of Travala's name is Matt Lusinski. Uh, so I'm gonna read this again. The platform is a new startup from Travala, founder Matt Lusinski, and will officially launch on the BSE Binance Smart Chain. Let's go, baby. Shout out to Z CZ, even though he claims he has really not much to do with, you know, Binance Smart Chain. In quarter three, this new hodoi.com, this new marketplace that crypto.com is investing in, will launch in quarter three of 2021. So pretty soon, but not quite soon as today and it will integrate with ethereum in the same quarter so it's going to be a multi-chain nft marketplace apparently um here's a quote by the uh um so let me just read this again uh the amount of investment was disclosed by crypto.com wasn't disclosed by crypto.com bobby bow of crypto.com capital said we were impressed by matt's track record at travala and jumped at the opportunity to support him in his latest venture. I do think that Cuban, oh yeah, Cuban is part of this too. And Cuban also looked at the other thing, which was D-Travel. I think he invested in D-Travel as well. So it's interesting how Cuban has been following this guy, Matt Lozinski. That's something I've noticed. Cuban has been investing in a lot of Matt Lozinski's projects, which is very interesting. Anyways, guys, that's what I got for you. Keep, uh, stay tuned. I'm going to keep you updated on this. Obviously, there's a lot of NFT marketplaces out there. You know, I just covered a really interesting project called NFT Mall. Go back and check out the video I did on that if you have time. And uh, I talked about how it could disrupt e-commerce. But, um, you know, beearn.fi is coming out with their own NFT marketplace. I really like their, their loyalty member NFTs. I do think NFTs are the future. I just don't think that artwork is doing them justice, my friends. Sorry if you're an artist. I still love you. I, I think I'm an artist. I love 
creating stuff. So, and I actually do paint a little bit, but um, at heart, man, I'm just, I, I'm also a business person, I'm an entrepreneur, and uh, I think NFTs are gonna really change the business game, and change any type of thing that we can buy, whether it be a perishable, or whether it be something that we can wear by having a physical item and an NFT at the same time, it creates this whole new virtual dimension that we can be utilizing and, and storing our assets at the same time. All right, guys. Well, enough of my um, spiel on that. Thank you so much. This was a fundamental video. I am going to be covering projects. Let me know in the comments what you guys like. If you like when I cover projects, if you like when I just tell you what major investors are investing in, like D Climate, Mark Cuban, who's now a has an advisory position for deep climate that was an interesting one or if you want me to actually cover basic coins like cosmos or if you want me to tell you about real estate nfts that you can actually earn passive income just by holding uh whatever you guys like let me know and i will try to cover it more and more all right guys thanks so much take care that's jay crypto bye